Hey, good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. This is your guy, Larry. And you're tuning to another episode of Larry's Biblecast. How are you doing today? Uh, whatever time you may listen to this awesome uh, podcast. So, first of all, I want to apologize for the long absence. Uh, it's been, um, man, it's been quite a bit of weeks that went by and some maybe a full month or so. Um, again, I want to first off say, hey, I apologize. Uh, my schedule has changed. And so there will be some times where there will be kind of some long stretches of uh, silence, uh, unfortunately, only because um, several things that are happening. I'll probably give you some more details until later, but um, God is still consistent, right? And it's so important for us to continue our journey with him and our path with him and just uh, continue our focus and love and devotion to him. And so as always, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta continue to, to, to press in to God and, and, and seek his, 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 uh, his ways and not our own. This is kind of the title of, of our devotion, where it says, what does it mean to follow Jesus? So, um, I've read, uh, out of this devotion is really good. It's a kind of a short devotional, but I wanted to kind of get something out there to you guys that um, need some inspiration and some encouragement and just to something to keep us holding on. Right. Um, we have there's so many things, like I said, so many challenges in life. But if we focus on God and not on ourselves, God promises that he is so faithful so faithful even when we're not do you do you find that true in your life i do i definitely do my my times of inconsistency uh, god is never inconsistent god is always consistent so it's so important for us to to understand that and and know that keep reading the word keep reading the bible keep praying and asking god for direction and guidance all right and and that's just where we are going to get into with this next devotional um on how how to follow jesus and that's a simple question it's just a a, a wonderful question that we have to ask ourselves whether we are new to the faith whether we have been walking with the lord for a while or say we're christians or uh, children of God or believers, spiritual believers, whatever you want to uh, title yourself or see yourself as. Um, <clears throat> as I said before, being a good representative representative of the kingdom of heaven. So I'm not going to belabor the point too much more. Um, I hope everybody's doing well, doing fine. Hope um, this this time in your life is going well for you. If not, like I said, continue to press into the Lord and, and trust that God knows what he's doing. One of my favorite verses in this devotional is Jeremiah 29, 11, which simply says this, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are for they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Man, isn't that wonderful to understand that somebody needs to we need to post that somewhere on our on our mirror or whatever it may be, um, post that, post that on your Facebook or your Instagram. Okay. You know, there's so many negative things. There's so many things that's on this social media that we, some of us are, are on and gosh, man, like put on a, 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 a verse like this, you know, put it on your stories, right. And put on there for, I know the plans I have for you says the Lord 
Okay, there are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. Somebody needs to hear that good news. That That's good news because guess what? God is all about helping us to have better lives in him, not in ourselves and not in our plans, but in his plans. I know that's challenging for some of us, you know, kind of like surrender, you know, surrender ourselves and our ways, but to God's ways. I'm not going to get too much into it because I want you to hear this. I want you to hear what this devotional has to say. I think that this is going to bless you and it's going to help some of you and it's going to encourage you. That's like it's going to encourage me and has encouraged me. So I want to share it with you. I want you to hear it and go about thinking about this through the day as you go throughout your workday. Amen. All right, man. Have a wonderful and awesome day. Have a wonderful week going forward. I'll be talking to you soon, hopefully sooner than later. (laughs) But until now, God bless you and uh, sit back and relax and enjoy this next awesome episode of Larry's Bible Cast. Hey, hey, so welcome back. So let's get right into um, today's devotional. And it's called or entitled, What Does It Mean to Follow Jesus? Um, Such a wonderful, um, such a thought-provoking question. Normally when I do these recordings, I'm not exactly sure like what my audience is, whether it's um, those of you that are Christians for a long time or have been Christians for a long time. Um, I don't know whether you might call yourself Christian, a uh, follower of, of Jesus Christ or spiritual. Um, I know there's so many answers, I guess, now that uh, that sometime when you ask that question, uh, what 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 do you how would you identify yourself? I know that some of us, you know, uh, like myself, I um, identify myself as a child of God. And um, um, I guess the thought in my head just now is sometimes we don't act like it. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if that's, I'm just being, I guess, transparent for, you know, for some of you. Um, I know that uh, we're not perfect and neither am I. I am I am just one person that uh, I, I like to, um, I do like to talk about the Lord and I like, I like to share um, the Bible verses and, and, and I learn even as I'm, even, even as I'm recording and, and reading to you, I'm also being ministered um, through God's word as well. And so I, I'm, I'm not one that I can say that I have, uh, like in Paul's words would say, I have obtained it all. But um, uh, what I do know, I'm, I'm working toward the, the end. I'm working toward the goal that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. And I think that's kind of the, the, the best description of some of us that uh, we're not perfect. We, we make mistakes and we fall short plenty of times. And and I say that, though, let, let me just uh, say this before we get into um, this devotion. When we when we when we embrace our imperfection, OK, uh, we we are not saying that we are not children of God and we, you know, just just uh, accept my imperfection. We should be uh, constantly uh, um, pursuing 
not perfection, but pursuing a better, a, a better lifestyle, a better way of living, a better uh, representation of God. Okay, in our lives, we should not um, just be okay with uh, being imperfect or being in our human flesh sometimes, right? Because remember, even as a, even what, whether you call yourself a follower of Jesus or a a spiritual person, a Christian, or a child of God, like myself, like I would say. Um, we want to have uh, somewhat of a good representation. And uh, let's, let, let me use this example for some of you. Uh, some of you either are parents or children of children, and, and uh, maybe you have a child of a, a father and mother, and your mother or your father um, may have said to you that uh, how you act out there in public uh, is a reflection of who, of, of me, right? of how I might have raised you or how I might have, how I've raised you. And, and uh, that's the same thing it would be with, with God. If we are a child of God or a follower of Jesus Christ or whatever, whatever title you may, you might identify yourself as, you know, does people who do not Will they be able to see a difference in you? Will they be able to understand that you are different than the world around you or around them? Um, this is one of the reasons why it's so important that we uh, are a good representative of the kingdom of God or, or heaven. What does that look like? What does that mean? You know, that, does that mean that we are perfect? No, we will make mistakes, but we don't habitually make mistakes we don't make these uh, we don't we don't intentionally make habits of wrong things and we don't do the things that we used to do we don't say the things or act in according to the things or the lifestyle we were in or a part of there should be a change. This should be a change in you, you, your behavior, your talk, your 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 character. Even um, there should not be the old way of how you used to be. And I say that with the understanding that it's a process. It's it may for some of you may not happen overnight. Just like for me, it hasn't happened overnight. But there is a constant changing from within, from within you, that is is constantly wanting or getting better, getting more closer to the Lord, getting more closer to what God wants you to be and what he sees you to be. A lot of times God sees in you that we don't see in ourselves yet, but he is constantly making making more into you. Um, that's just so much that I that we can get into uh, um, as we read the scriptures. But um, I want I just kind of wanted to point that out to some of you um, that we, we definitely we definitely we are not perfect, but we should not embrace our imperfection as if we do not get better as Christians. Amen. So I just want to kind of, you know, kind of kind of clarify that, I guess. If, I don't know if that's something that some of you may have questions or thoughts about or what have you. But um, our goal should always should always be. 
um, through prayer and supplication and reading God's word and asking God to help us through whatever it is that we are, you know, God is pointing out. Hopefully God is pointing these things out in you through these times of prayer and devotion and you're and you're you're pursuing him. You're pursuing more of him. God is the one that's perfect. God is the one that's holy. God is the one that that will teach us how to be and how to live in a world that is that is full of evil and darkness and and uh all kind of things that our flesh and our fleshly desires and also our ways um as far as human beings we are still attracted to and we are still uh susceptible to do the things that are are not according to his will and we want more more and more we should be growing ever ever so each time, each whether it's my month, year, or through the years, we should be getting closer to the Lord. Amen. And as we get closer to the Lord, we should be changing. We we should become a reflection of of the unseen God of of who God is in our lives. And so that is how people that is how people know. Okay, that's how people know that there is a God. That's how people will will understand who God is. Is as as you begin to change, as you get closer to the Lord in your life, then then whoever it is around you, whoever whoever is in your circle of people, they will begin to say, you know what, I didn't believe in God, but I think through you. I'm starting to believe and trust in the Lord. I'm starting to to understand who God is because I see God in your life. I see what God is doing in your life, in your situations and, and everything. So let you be that light, that testimony that people are watching you. They're watching you constantly. Amen. So I don't know who that was for. <laughs> Maybe it was just for me. But um, I just... Like I said, again, I, I love to share God's word and I love to talk with you all about about just living in God's word and and and, and getting better, getting better and, and, and enjoying that journey. How many of you know that that uh, walking with the Lord is a journey It's a journey? It's not it's just it's not quick. It's not a a one year and you're done. It's it's a journey. It's years, okay? It's years. And so it doesn't mean you 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 read the Bible from cover to cover and you and you understand everything. It doesn't mean you pray to God every single morning and you understand you just all of a sudden you understand God. No, it, it is a journey from the from the moment that you said yes to the Lord and you invited him into your heart. It is a journey. It is a constant growing and a constant learning of God, of who God is. And through that process, not only is he changing you, but he's also uh, maturing you. And, and you're learning through the the um, the challenges of life, even that is that is that will never change um, just because you're with him. Just because you're you're in a relationship with the Lord now uh, doesn't mean that the challenges in life or in your life will ever change. Sometimes those challenges will come and God is is directing you and making you stronger through these challenges, through these different ups and downs. And whether they're good days or bad days or months, even um, whether they're financial health challenges or, or relationship challenges or whatever, whatever, however way you identify these challenges in our, as they're coming, just know that that God is with you and God is changing you in the midst of these challenges. God is, is, is continuously changing you. Okay. And he's, and he's growing you. So, 
Um, listen, listen to God's promptings. Listen to his spirit. Listen to him by his Holy Spirit. And, and, and I really want to encourage some of you to tap into the Holy Spirit. Ask God for his Holy Spirit. If you don't, if you don't, if you're not spirit led, be led by God's spirit, not by your, not by your emotions, not by your, your intuition. Let be led by the spirit of God. Okay. And, and, and I would, I would challenge you, encourage you that when you pray, ask the Lord for his guidance, not your own, not how you feel, not what you think, but what is it that you desire of me? Other words, you know, relinquish yourself, relinquish your ability. That's what Jesus did. Jesus, when he was on earth, he relinquished his authority and and submitted himself to being the son of God or the son of man. As he walked the earth in his 33 years, he 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 emptied himself of his divinity and he became like the Bible says he became a slave and he began to to humble himself as a, as a servant. And there's so many ways, so many examples in the Bible and where Jesus himself humbled himself. Amen. So let's continue on here real quick. And I want to I want to start off in this one. What does it mean to follow Jesus? Let's read this real quick. It says here and it's entitled more of him, less of me. And this is a quote by Elizabeth Elliot. OK, um, uh, just a second here. Um, hold on, just give me just a, a second. So this is a quote by Elizabeth Elliot, and it says, if my life is surrendered to God, all is well. Let me not grab it back as though it were in peril in his hand, but would be safer in mine. Let's read that one more time. If my life is surrendered to God, all is well. Let me not grab it back as though it were in peril in his hands, but would be safer in mine. That's a very good quote. And and simply what it what what it means is we have to trust God with our life. Okay? We have to trust him with our life. We once we put our life in God's hand and say that or in God, we we agree that all is well, but have the confidence to keep it there, keep it in that same position. Don't don't get worried and, and scared or nervous that when things are not going what you think they ought to, then you want to grab your life back and, and you be in control of your own life. Okay? And it's easy for me to say this, but understand that there are certain challenges in our lives that will uh, challenge us to to put ourselves and keep ourselves in that position to trust in God. Now, this is simply called surrender, okay? It's a word that many see in a negative light. A surrender occurs when a person or group has been overpowered. While that's a true definition of it, there is more to it. To surrender also means to give up completely or agree to forego, especially in favor of another. 
Now, when we surrender to Jesus, we have the ability to agree to forego in favor of his purpose. We get to choose to be a part of his eternal game plan. Jeremiah 29, 11 says that his plans are not harmful, but are good. Bring hope and a bright future. And we often hold on to our agenda as we attempt to follow Jesus. We don't want to surrender because we are convinced that our limited vision and wisdom exceeds God's boundless and foolproof strategy. Oh, wow, that's good. Let's read that one more time. It says, but we often hold on to our agenda as we attempt to follow Jesus. We don't want to surrender because we are convinced that our limited vision and wisdom exceeds God's boundless and foolproof strategy. Our full surrender to Jesus usually boils down to one question. How much will be required of me? The answer is simple. Everything. If we read in Mark 8, 34 and 35, we read that if we want to be Jesus's disciple and follow him, we have to deny ourselves and take up our cross. The Greek word for deny in Mark chapter 8 is apar, excuse me for a minute here, apar neomai. And it means to forget oneself and lose sight of one's interest. These two, two verses are summed up in this way. Deny self and die to self. Surrendering, surrendering to Jesus means setting aside our selfish appetites and, and allowing him to live through us. It's choosing to trust his faultless plan even when we can't make sense of it. It's believing that our eternal joy is more pressing than any momentary pleasure. And there's another question that we don't ask, but we should. What is a life surrender to Jesus filled with? The answer is simple. Everything. Every spiritual blessing from God is what we get when we stop striving to fulfill our human plans on earth. Yes, trouble will still find its way to our doorsteps. Burdens will still leap onto our shoulders. Hardships will still stumble and in front of us. But through it all, we get his peace that in, that's impenetrable, his joy that's indescribable, his freedom that is unexplainable, his love that's outrageous, his mercy that's generous, his grace that's undeserving, his presence that's soothing, his wisdom that's reassuring. All because we trusted in the plan of God of the universe instead of our own. So if we want to know how to follow Jesus, we just have to ask who is leading us. Either Jesus is leading, leading or we are. Either we choose Jesus or we choose self. It's not complicated to decipher. It's just not easy to accomplish. Following Jesus means more of him, less of us. Wow. So this moment, reflect on this. Think about your life. Are you mapping it out on your own or are you seeking God in everything? Think about this as you go through your day. Wow. 
What an awesome devotional this morning. So that's, I would say, leave with this question. You know, are you, are you seeking the Lord? Are you mapping out your own life? Are you seeking God in everything you do? Um, this was really good. This is really good. I would say this. And again, as I'm talking to you about it, I'm, I'm lumped into the, the same thoughts as you are. We have to get to a place where we are surrendering. It's not about us trying to be good or trying to, um, you know, make it work that we are close to the Lord or trying to be in God's favor. We just have to surrender to him. Listen, uh, you know, the thought just occurred to me. Surrender means, like it says, giving up your giving up your way and allowing God to to to, you know, allowing God to have his way with you. And I tell you, the thought just occurred, occurred to me that God wants us to surrender because it, it, it's, it means to him that we can't fulfill the, the requirements or the, 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 we cannot be the way God wants us to be without us surrendering to him. As a matter of fact, um, there's so many verses in the Bible, especially in the New Testament, when Jesus talks about uh, burdens, le letting him carry our burdens because his burden is, is light, okay? His burden is light. He compares his burden with our burden. And it's not, this is not just about carrying a burden, but it's about the requirements that we're trying to do to live our life, to even plan our lives. Listen, I know we, we have some, some good moments in our lives, maybe a birth of a child, a new job, being married, um, 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 some wins, whether you're, maybe you're in sports, you have some, some, some highs and some lows, right? But I tell you one thing, we will never know the greatest joy of a fully surrendered life to the Lord. If we don't, if we don't make that our focus, if we don't make that our focus, we will never know what it truly means to be fully surrendered to God and allowing God to, to, to take charge of our lives. The more you surrender, and it is, and I, and I say this, understanding that there will be some challenges. There will be some challenges to give him control because by nature, we, we like to control our own lives. I mean, how many times have you seen, whether it's on TV or commercials or even hear people that even though they mean well, they're inspired and they say it's all about you. It's all about you, um, your destiny. Right. And, and, and again, some of these some of these quotes or some of these these sayings or, or even messages that you, that we hear in our culture, they're set to 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 divert the attention off of God, but all about you. You chart your own path. You, you, it's, it's your, it's your life. So in, in, in thinking of these things, we have to think, yes, it is our life. 
And God has given us life. Okay? God has given us life. But with all the wonderful things that that you might have accomplished in your life, how much more do you think it would have been if you have entire if you have included God in your life? Had you allow him to guide you and direct you and surrender your life even more so. I know that we can't change the past or the mistakes that we make. And that's okay because you can learn from those things. You can learn from your former life. You can learn from the the way you used to live and how you used to live and the the mistakes you might have made. But going forward. And for those of you that either have been with Christ for a long time or been with the Lord, walking with the Lord for a long time or even a short amount of time, just remember at this point in your life, man, why not try to surrender more to the Lord? Where does that start? What does that look like? I I couldn't tell you. But if that's something that you desire, then you start off by simply asking the Lord, I want to surrender my life to you. And then as you as you say that, begin to look for these opportunities. Your your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes need to be open. Your heart needs to be open. You know, God can't change you if you don't have an open heart. He doesn't change. He can't change you if you are keep withdrawing yourself from him. Every time there's an opportunity for God to lead you, you're drawing yourself back. Kind of like that quote that we read. We have to get to a place where surrender means I'm giving it up. I'm I'm giving up my decision for God's decision, for God's best, for God, for what God wants. Amen. And again, human, humanistically, it's so hard and it's almost impossible. So with God, though, it's all possible. Amen. So let's put a pin in it right there. Um, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come right back. And we're going to read the verses that go along with this devotion and uh, see what God has to say in these verses. All right. So welcome back. Welcome back. So let's get into uh, some of the verses that are going on that go along with this. Um, Again, we are reading out of a devotional called What Does It Mean to Follow Jesus? Um, What does it mean to follow Jesus? And so let's go into the first verse here. um, That's that's um, goes along with this. Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Wow. That's, you know, I'm going to tell you, that's one of my favorite verses. So let's read the next one. And so the next one here is out of Mark chapter eight, verse 34 and 35. Okay. And it says, then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, if any of you wants to be my my follower, you must give up your own way and take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, 
you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. Wow. And then the next one, which is be the last one, is in John chapter 3, verse 30. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. Now, this one here is found out of, uh, like I said, John chapter 3, verse 30. And I believe this is John the Baptist. And he was talking to one of the disciples that was talking, that was asking Jesus, I mean, asking John the Baptist about Jesus's ministry that was beginning to start. And so some of the disciples that were John the Baptist disciples began to follow um, Jesus. And so um, they were asking him like, you know, hey, you know, some of your disciples are following Jesus Christ here and or Jesus at that time. And they were like, you know, does that bother you? You know, it's funny how, how, you know, you hear some of these questions, but John the Baptist, he, he, he said something that, first of all, he understood his role. He understood the type of ministry he had. He was, he was in, in the, he was pretty much the, 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 the front man uh, of, of Jesus's ministry. He was, you, have some of you ever been to, say, a concert or a music concert or whether it be a, a you know, a music concert or, or, or a comedy uh, comedy club where they have like the, the preliminary act or maybe you've been in a boxing, boxing, um, a boxing match where they have like the preliminary fights before the main event. Well, John the Baptist was the forerunner. John the Baptist was the preacher or the, the preacher at that time that was preparing the way for people to meet Jesus Christ. And the reason why he was John the Baptist, because he was a one who would baptize um, the people after preaching the gospel of, of Jesus Christ or the Messiah that was to come. He would baptize him with water. He would he would preach repentance. Okay, he was he was the one that his message was about repentance. That means turn from your wicked ways and turn to the Lord, turn to the Lord God. And so this was before. Mind you, his message was before the crucifixion of Christ, before Jesus would come on the scene. And so John the Baptist was that was his role. And so because he understood his role, he he himself uh, even though he was there before Jesus Christ came, he understood that when he comes, he must become greater and greater. And I must, I must become less and less. Listen, even, even a man like him who preached God's word, um, and preached the message of the Messiah, um, understood that he now must must take the background. He must become less as he becomes greater. He becomes the more of illuminated in the lives of people because, and that should be how we are. Even as believers, we should be getting to the place where it's all about Jesus. It's all about God. And, 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 and not to say we are false humility, but we have to get to the place where he becomes all inclusive. When they see you, when they see you, then they see God. They give all God, all, all honor and glory to the Lord in your life. Amen. And then here's the, um, the other one out of, um, Mark chapter eight, verse 34 and, and 35. 
Now, this is when Jesus was talking to the crowds. And as he was saying, you must give up. If you, you, otherwise, if you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way and take up your cross and follow me. It's, it's funny how he says, take up your cross when he had not been crucified yet. He had not been on the cross. The cross um, is one of the most horrific ways to die in that culture. And I'm talking about in the Roman culture. The Roman, the Roman, uh, Rome, the people that were in Rome executed uh, criminals and people that they that they deemed were um, uh, uh, lawbreakers uh, and whatever whatever that was that was considered the what they what they would call execution of that time and it was a very cruel way of execution and um, again this was before before Christ. Once you're on the cross, you know, there's nothing you could do. You're surrendered. Okay. And, and it says here, it says you must give up your own way. Okay. Jesus eventually would have do whatever it is God want him to do and give up his way for God's way. That means death to himself so that God can get the glory and God's God's plan could be fulfilled. Some of us have to realize in our lives that in order for God's plan to be fulfilled, we have to give up our lives. That's a challenge. Some of us say we want God's will, but we're not willing to give up our lives. We're not willing to give up what we want. And I'm not saying that there's specifically something that you should give up because Let's be clear. This is something that each and every one of us have to come with that one-on-one conclusion with the Lord. We have to get to a place where it truly is his way and not ours. So we have to we have to understand that. Verse 35, he says in, in, in Mark chapter eight, he says, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. What does that mean? That means that if you sacrifice your life, if you sacrifice your life, you will save your life. And that, that means that you'll have a life that is far more greater than you'll ever see. See, a lot of us, we're afraid and we're scared and we don't know what God has in store for us on the other side. So we think, well, what if I, what if I don't do this or what if I give up this and what's going to happen then? Well, you have to have faith. You have to trust. This is all about trusting the Lord, trusting God. This is all about him and less about you and your plans and your and what you think ought to happen. Listen, we have to be able to to allow God to lead. And this and and listen, what I'm telling you is no different than I have to go through my own self, my own walk. So very good scripture. And the last one which is one of my favorite, like I said, is Jeremiah 29, 11. It simply says, for I know 
The plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. This is in the Old Testament, the prophet Jeremiah. And he began to speak for the Lord at the time. But this is such a good quote because a lot of times we have a hard time trusting God. We, we're afraid. We're kind of like, you know, that cliff. And we, we think once we step off that cliff, we're going to fall. How many of you are people that are risk takers? You, you naturally take a risk. You naturally know what it's like to take a risk. And you have to think of things in terms of, I'm going to trust God even if I fail. I'm going to trust him even if the plan doesn't go through. But in this verse here, God is assuring us and really trying to take it to the place of assurance that says, for I know the plans I have for you, says God, or says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster and to give you a future and a hope. Not only does God want you to understand that his plans are better than your plans, but they're not going to lead to disaster and destruction for you. And he's also saying that he wants to give you his plans is to give you a future and a hope. That means it's going to open up the door for whatever it is you have in the future. We have so many desires as we get older and we're, you know, probably just get married or want to get married or want to have a family, want to live in this location, want to move to this uh, part of the world, maybe a certain job or career, maybe uh, maybe some education. But have you sat with God and have you talked with him about what you have in front of you and asked him? Is this what you would like for me to do? I want to know what is your plans for me? Can you guide me, direct me? Is it okay if I'm going this direction? Listen, the more you pursue God, the more you ask him. The Bible says, there's a verse that says, in all thy ways, seek the Lord. In all your ways. Other words, you know, you we have to we have to give him give him the opportunity to guide us and direct us. Who who better to know than God, who knows all things? He knows the beginning before the end. He knows exactly. You know, some of us we 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 place bets <laughs> on things, right, that we don't know. You know, some of us, some people uh, like to play fan duel, meaning like they like to place bets on games and and football games, basketball games, maybe horse races or whatever. Go to the casinos and place bets. You don't know what's going to happen, whether you win or lose. But with God, if you if you trust God, I mean, really trust him. That means not trusting in yourself, not trusting in your ability but trust God and put your life and surrender your life to him. That's a bet. That's a bet that you won't lose. And I'm not saying to approach it as a bet, 
But I am saying is that if you trust him with your plans, trust him with your future, with your with your with your your path, he will continuously guide you. There are people in our world today that has trusted God. And man, it it's been it's been a ride, it's been a journey. And their faith has gotten stronger and their and their relationship with the Lord has gotten closer and they have become the most influential people in the world. These are people that have trusted the Lord. Put their faith and their trust in everything in the Lord. Some of us we place we place bets thousands and thousands of dollars on things even whether it be not even a bet but just placing everything we have on something or someone and look where it's gotten us we can look back at our past we can look back at past mistakes and we can look back and say man I put I put all my trust in this man or this woman I put all my my everything in this relationship and look where it got me you see listen if we can just place our faith in God, if we can do that, and yeah, it, it will be challenging and maybe even be scary, but that's, that's putting your faith in him, putting your trust in him, letting him guide you one step at a time. God says in his word that his plans are for good and not disastrous to give you a future and a hope. Wow. So, listen, I know (laughs) some of you may know this already, and that's fine. But I want you to think about this in your life and maybe share this message with someone else. Some of us out there, we just need to place our faith in in God. Let him lead us and guide us. He's already done the first part. He's given us his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. Jesus was the, was the template on what we are supposed to do. Not so much going to the cross, because he's done that part for us. But what I'm saying is, is surrender. Just like we read in the devotion earlier. The devotional part said Surrender. Sometimes we give, we, we start off strong. We want to give our lives to the Lord. We want to, we want to give it all to him. But once we start to get, we start seeing how life is and life begins to move and shake or like the winds and the waves where Peter was walking on the water and he saw Jesus. Remember that? Some of you remember that story or reading that story? Jesus was, Jesus was on the water and he called Peter to him and Peter was okay. Matter of fact, Peter wanted to come to Jesus and he and he commanded him, come, come to me. Peter wanted to because he even said, he says, if it's you, Lord, call me to come to you and I will. Some of us are just like that. We're gung ho. We're excited. We're ready to do it. We're ready to jump out that boat. But when we see the winds and the waves, that's life right there. The winds, the wind and the waves or the waves and the water. That's 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 troublesome. We see that as life challenges and those are real and those are scary. Peter was okay in in the beginning when he first jumped out that boat 
and his eyes were just focused on Jesus, who was telling him to come to him. And he and he was doing okay. His one foot in front of the other was stepping on top of the water while Jesus was standing on the water in the midst of a storm. But the moment Peter started looking down at that water and seeing all the water going to and fro and splashing everywhere with the wind, he began to lose focus on Jesus. And that's when he began to sink. A lot of us, we have to, we're excited in the very beginning, but once life happens and once those challenges happens, man, all of a sudden we forget our focus. We get our eyes off of him and we begin to look at the problem. We begin to look at life circumstance situations instead of God who said that my plans for you are for good and not disastrous to give you a future and a hope. It sounds good. It sounds good reading it. It sounds good. But once that comes into play in our lives, what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> so, again, I hope this message is, is helping someone out there. I hope that this is encouraging to you and just like it's encouraging to me. So, trust me. Your your guy, Larry, I got to put it in practice myself. <laughs> I ran into so many challenges sometimes, and I had to learn to keep my eyes on Jesus. I had to learn to, to keep my eyes on him. Um, so I'm the same way. Sometimes I've fallen, and sometimes the Lord has picked me up. And I thank him for it, because I thank him for his patience with me. So for those of you like myself, we're still in this journey together. I hope that this message, this devotional was a blessing to you. Please share and subscribe. Keep sharing and keep praying for me as I be praying for all of you. I'll be talking to you next time. God bless you and your family. God, God bless everyone. I'll be talking to you soon. Bye-bye.